I don't know what was in it, but something did not agree with me. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, uh, that was a, a fun poop. <laughs> What's a corn porter? Someone who pots corn. Yeah. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm back. And I'm ready. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the central corn porter. How are we, gentlemen? How is everyone? Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, nothing near as exciting as you guys. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for starting out with me. I have been making a lot of progress on the house and uh, I guess I can talk about a couple of the upcoming projects as well now that they're relatively solidified. But the house just been cracking on it and taking the time to make some like big visual upgrades. So I've spent the last couple of days painting just to get the interior feeling more like what I want, which for our visual listeners, no one else can see it and it's blurry as shit in <laughs> the video. But I've painted the ceilings that uh, soft yeah. black nice. and the kitchen is getting very close to being like done and fully usable. Uh, and I really like the vibe. House is feeling good. Um, I have three very large projects to do with Fossil John. Um, we're gonna start cracking on some bigger and better things. I have a 20 foot Airstream out in front of my property right now that is effectively a shell on a rolling chassis. Nice. And I have to convert that into a mobile Mobile, we, we're calling it a mobile blacksmith shop, but really it's like towing all of the blacksmith mm. goods and necessities, yeah. and then you would unload it. And it's going to be part of, uh, he's on a board and he's looking for other craft maker, science, STEM, all that kind of stuff. And they want to be able to have these rolling mobile units for whatever their specific thing that they're going to teach and they're going to host events and do all this kind of stuff. So. If you want some inspiration for that, then Simon that works with us occasionally, uh, he has the Nowhere Forge, which I spiffed uh, last year sometime. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's Nowhere Forge on Instagram. Uh, and he's basically got a, a workshop in the back of a Bedford um, lorry slash pickup thing. Um, like I, I think it's a seven and a half tonner. Um, but yeah, like he spent ages figuring out like how to get everything to fit in and work out and, and all of that. Um, yeah, might, luckily might be worth it for some inspiration. Yeah, for sure. And luckily the guys that I purchased it or that John purchased it from, um, they actually sent me a bunch of research that they had done because it's like a 1970 something. So, uh, just getting specs on how the frames built out and all of the internal guts and what needs to be upgraded, fixed, yeah. whatnots, you know. Another good one, actually, so, sorry, I, I just re remembered, is uh, uh, Bare Hands Ollie, his mates at Shred and Butter. Um, again, I think I spoke them last year or the year before, but they do uh, conversions of like old Airstreams and uh, not minibuses, what's the other thing? School buses, like America's school mm -hmm. buses. And stuff like that um they do it for either for like tiny homes or airbnbs um and workshops and stuff so it might be worth checking out their yeah. uh instagram as well and they, they're That's on tv good. now they've, they've got a tv oh show, so they're, they're a big deal well yeah that'll be nice and that's obviously like a you know why would i not start on that when i'm not even done with my house yet may as well yeah. take on another rehab project aside from that we've got 
the new Cole Ironworks press. I finally got it set up the other day with the hey. foot pedal and everything. So that's ready to start getting used. It's very cool to have in the workshop, but I have the check in a week and a half for residential, like uh, May 12th, 13th or 14th. They're going to call me, come over here and do the final checkup. And that's the big cross our fingers moment. Um, Cause if that goes through, then I get to really like play around over here. The other yeah. projects that I've got to do with John are big forged projects uh, that are going to be like shipped off site. Um, probably talk about those a little bit more in the future, but for now we're just on 70 mile an hour cruise control to get this house in such a state where when the guy shows up, he goes, wow, not only did you complete the checklist, but it really looks good. That's what we're going for. And hopefully I never have to deal with any of this residential paperwork again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm but, uh, fucking tired of it. Yeah, I can imagine. But oh, man, that sounds, it It genuinely sounds like you've got some fucking cool stuff coming up. And it's like, mm -hmm. it, it feels like it's kind of light at the end of the tunnel for some other bits as well. So it's good. Mm. Uh, what about you, Alphonse? What have you been up to? Something similar to you. Some things not oh. similar to you. Mm -hmm. um, so the big one, obviously, being uh, Maker Central this past weekend. Um, but a lot of it was the kind of behind the scenes stuff and getting ready for it and preparing yeah. and um, signing everything off, making sure we had everything we needed, um, materials wise, equipment wise, um, planning wise. There's a lot of planning goes into it. Um, I think the the weekend itself went relatively smoothly. Um, it was it was enjoyable and sans drama um but yeah a lot of a lot of thought process goes into it and and we'll, we'll kind of talk on about what the different guys did and and the different classes and stuff but it was um mm. it was just amazing going back and seeing everyone again um yeah i think because it's been built up so much and the last two have been cancelled i think everyone was like really nervous about it and and i was yeah. kind of at the stage where um i just wasn't feeling it because yeah. it because it, it, it you know it became surreal and it became like you know we weren't in a rhythm of doing it every year anymore yeah and it also it was one of those things that i think like because it felt like a lot of people were didn't want to get excited about it because they didn't want to get excited and have it get cancelled again or, 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 it, or it not be good you know yeah. build it up too much and it's, it's like yeah. going into a what you know is going to be a shitty movie with with high yeah. expectations and being disappointed so i went into it with kind of zero expectations um and as a result it did I, I wasn't getting excited and and then but then when i arrived at the nec and we pulled into the the hall and it was being set up yeah. it suddenly just hit me you know this the, the scale of it it was a bit the bigger hall than the previous two years mm -hmm. yeah um and it all just suddenly felt real and like it just got super exciting yeah started seeing these faces pop up you know like, oh, i haven't seen you for ages um and they just got more and more exciting until like the Friday night when we finished setting up ready for the morning, it was just like absolutely buzzing. And then obviously everyone started to meet up. Um, it was another classic scenario of someone sees you, gets all excited, comes up to you and you forget that you've never met this person before in real yeah, life. I know. <laughs> and it happened, it happened like a, so many times. Like a dozen times. Uh, Al, it's me. It's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, We've never met. I was like, what? <laughs> I've known you for years. Um, and again, it's just a testament to being in that physical space with people and not realizing how tiny Cuz is, but you know. 
<laughs> like genuinely, that that completely threw me when I I was chatting to him, and because I think I think he actually might have said about the fact that like yeah we've never actually met in person. I was like, fuck off, yes we have. What are you talking about? Like, oh no, wait, we haven't. You've you've just been a face on a screen. Yeah. This is weird. But but yeah, uh, what else? Uh, what else? That's about it. I thought you said you'd been up to some things that I hadn't. Oh, right. Uh, well, yeah, you didn't do any fucking work. You just hit a few nails. Fuck off. Fucking dick. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't know if you had other things you wanted to talk about or if you were ready to go on to me. That was all. Well, let's hear what you've been up to, Steve. Fuck all. Nothing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, mate, basically the same. Like, we, we've had um, uh, all the usual stuff uh, going on with work. There has been uh, some good and some bad things going on there um which again i'm not i'm not going to bore people with details but it's uh the the videos that we were filming there's been a slight change to how we're doing them and what's happening with them um so they were supposed to be out uh, a week ago um and they're not uh but we're going to change how we're doing and what we're going to do with that and i think it's going to be much much better um it was just a case of I think uh, not even like miscommunication. I think it was just the fact that there was an idea um, and then rather than kind of like being right, okay, let's do a couple of trial ones. It was like, let's do all the things <laughs> right now. And and then realizing that actually the idea wasn't really what we wanted. Expectations. Um, yeah. So we kind of had to do a little bit of a reset on that. Um, it's not not all is lost. Like we're still going to be able to use quite a lot of the footage and everything. It's just the fact that some of the things in future ones will, will change. So mm -hmm. we need to make sure that everything fits together. Um, but yeah, and then obviously Maker Central. Uh, it's the first time that Jimmy has done any kind of festival or mm. anything with us. Uh, so it was a bit of an experience for him. I think he was a little bit nervous about it. Um, but yeah, same thing, like kind of... I mean, it's a weird one for us because we we used to do so many festivals. It, it was kind of exciting, like, oh, we're getting back to doing it. But at the same time, like you say, kind of like that, um, that not wanting to set really high expectations for it. Um, and also it like being a little bit blase about it because it's like, oh, it's, it's another festival sort of thing. Um, but yeah, pick, pack, picked up the van, packed it, drove up to um, uh, Birmingham, got in and literally like drove straight into the hall. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was the first time they've let us do that. And I was like, this is weird. Like oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm driving the Vitara into the NEC <laughs> and there's like, there's like uh Ghostbusters X or one. Yeah. Uh, Nick's DeLorean and the uh, kit from Night yeah. Rider. <laughs> it's just me pulling in the Vitara. <laughs> Love it. Because well, because like when we set up last time, they obviously, because we're not going to carry the anvils all the way uh, across the thing. So they let us drive in last time. Mm. But this time we literally drove in, parked next to where um, the forge was being set up, unloaded everything. We were set up in 20 minutes and then spent two hours waiting for the electricians uh, mm -hmm. who then came along and said, so what actually? What do you actually need? And we said, oh, we need this <laughs> and this. And he went, oh, oh, yeah, you don't need to wait around for us. You can just go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, and then went to the, uh, the hotel, like got checked in there got some food and like it was coming back into the um like the hotel lobby and 
there there was just people that I knew that again, like you said, hadn't ever actually met in person, <laughs> but just knew who they were. They were like, oh, you're right, guys, how are you? They'll sit down and chat. Um, although there was one point where we were uh we were sat at a table, I think it was on the Friday, sat at the table, um, just getting a like I think a quick quick drink before we went to get some food. And um Duncan from uh I think it's Little Hobby Shop uh came in and kind of he he walked in carrying a big thing of cider and like walked in to go straight up to the uh rooms but just kind of like stopped and did a bit of a double take looked at me and just went Steve <laughs> at which point a group of uh other people like sat on in one of the little like loungy areas all just turned around and started shouting Steve as well <laughs> they had no idea who I was or anything they just it, they were just joining in on the the fun sort of thing mm-hmm. so then the next day I I saw them. They came up to the uh, the forge thing, and they all just kind of like did a bit of a double take. Like, wait, you're Steve? I was like, yes, I am. The next time I saw them, they were all wearing "Hello, my name is Steve" stickers. So they mm-hmm. obviously met Tom at some point as well. See, the joke that actually fucking backfires on you because for the entire weekend, I had kids coming up to me and saying "Steve, Steve, Steve," and <laughs> or behind me asking Steve, and obviously I'm not responding to that. So these kids think I'm being really rude, and their parents <laughs> like Steve, Steve. The kid, it's like, my name's not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> your Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're not part of the joke. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was so. I was talking to. I think um, Ali said that they uh, they were talking to some big YouTuber or something that was wearing uh, "Hello, my name is Steve" sticker, and they said that the um, the YouTuber guy had no idea who I was or what the joke was or anything. He was just like, someone gave me this sticker and I'm wearing it. And I, and a lot of other people are, and I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> and uh, and so Ali was just like, do you, do you want me to just introduce you to Steve? There's a real Steve. It's like, oh, for mm-hmm. fuck's sake. There are so many Steves. It's the one without the man. We only yeah, have one. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it, it, and it was just, it was so nice getting back to, like, like I say, just seeing everyone and, and hanging out and meeting so many new people as well. Like, I think that's the thing that I'd kind of forgotten because we uh, we talked about potentially setting up some kind of um, uh, like regional meetup sort of thing because that's things like for most of us it's the the best part of uh, of events like this is just hanging out with each other and and catching up and seeing people that we only ever see online actually face to face. So a few of us were talking about doing like a regional meetup. So like with uh, the Brothers Make guys where they did um, the barbecue and doing something like that and do like maybe a Southwest, a Southeast, a Northern, a Scottish one or whatever. Um, But just organize it and just letting everyone know like on this date, everyone is going to be at this pub or in this town or whatever. Um, Not do a... Right, so you've got to bring this, and you've got to bring that, and so and so is going to do this demonstration. Just be like, we're all just going to meet here. If you want to bring some stuff, great, but that's on you, sort of thing. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I still really want to do that. I'm really excited about it. But the amount of just amazing people that I met um, this weekend that were only there for for what well, were there for the event, um, and not just for the hangout sort of thing like yeah. the amount of people that didn't know anyone else there that like, had no idea who anyone was that you know they they knew maybe a couple of the bigger youtube names and that was it and i think that's what 
um that's what i really like about events and festivals and like obviously we we do a lot of festivals with the work with um the forge and just having that excuse and that commonality to be able to just make new friends because i fucking love making new friends mm-hmm. i'm shit with names i'm shit at remembering people so like i can't remember anyone's name but getting to meet all these fucking amazing people and hearing their stories and hearing what they've um been up to norwegians like, I... that are actually nice i know right <laughs> who knew they existed they um, exist. <laughs> um but yeah like it, it's it's good and like just from that it's invigorated me even more to get along to to more shows and do more things like i really really want to make it over to to hanover this year um to the point where i think i might end up doing what you did al and just flying in in the morning yeah. and flying out the, it's, in the it's doable evening. yeah um or maybe maybe get the hotel for like one night or something um but yeah just because it's like i, I think i don't uh, i've not had the best like year so far um and doing this has just completely re- reinvigorated me it's reminded me why i and i know i'm gonna say the c word but it's reminded me why i love this community and why i love these events and why i got involved with this all in the first place um and it's completely inspired me to start to want to start doing things again um and it's it's such a weird thing. I was talking to someone uh, about it at the weekend and there's going to be a lot of, I was talking to someone and I, I can't remember who I was talking to at the time. So I apologize if it was you, but I was talking to someone about um, like the worst thing about doing the blacksmithing as a job is means that it's not, it's no longer a hobby. So I've got to have other hobbies, but it's, um, it's, it's hard at the moment finding time to do any hobbies just because of everything that's going on with work. And um, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, actually, I can do that as a hobby, and I just need to do this, and I just need to do that, and like, it's it's made me want to play. Like, I've got a fuckload of resin that I got two years ago um, when I did a course, and I've not touched it. And it's like, actually, I, I want to get that out. I want to play with it. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to get the lathe out and do the thing, and I want to do this, and that. like, just oh. <laughs> excited about doing all the things um but also like the the thing that i really took away from it is how much i enjoy being around other creative and definitely exciting people um and the fact that i do i, I want to do a, a shitload of group projects not because like not not in a i want to be front and center of a, a group more in a i just want to be around people that i find inspiring and amazing um i was talking to to jimmy from from work about it and said like my if i wasn't because someone asked me what i what i would do if i wasn't a blacksmith um which i thought was a really interesting question because i was like oh that yeah i'm I'm not really sure um and i in all honesty i think i'd probably end up doing something like um getting a camera and traveling around making films of other makers um because I, I i find it fascinating and I, I love being able to share people's stories because i love hearing people's stories and i love being able to share them um so for me like yeah like it, it's made me want to do more of that it's made me want to go and visit more people and see more people and and do more things like that um and do like group projects and shit because we've got some fucking great people in this community and 
I got to hug a load of them, and I feel good about that. I think I think it's it's back to our um, experience, Steve, at the um, deer in a day, where mm. there are also people that aren't in this community that share the same values, and the, I think that to your point, there was a lot of people that makers this year who yeah. didn't know what the making community was. They were no. just there because they like making stuff, or they yeah. like um, their kids were interested and stuff. You know, it was yeah. it was amazing to to after you know running the scouts for so long where they don't want to fucking be there and it's yeah. like pulling teeth getting them to do something yeah being in a place where kids will just come up and start filling fabric on a loom you know because they want to do yeah. it and, yeah, yeah. And, and and going up and can i have a go can i you know can i can i touch this can i get in this can i you know try that and and just being energized and being enthusiastic about stuff yeah um, and now making more friends and more connections you know so it's not just the same old faces yeah. or you know that echo chamber of of the same stories and the same routines and stuff yeah there's now new new people and stuff and, and yeah I'm, you know 50 new people to follow on instagram yeah um all doing very very different things um and i think i think hopefully that means it's growing the community but it's also like yeah it's not it's not this kind of walled off gated community it's not yeah. like this is our secret handshake <laughs> come in, you know, come in and get all the in jokes. It's actually yeah. no; it's just anyone that's that shares equal or different passions to us. Yeah, and and it, I I I get so, I'm so excited I can't speak. Um, <laughs> but like I I love that, and I love I love the fact that there are a, a bunch of people out there that like I say have have no idea about all of the like because we think of so many things within our community as you know oh, everyone knows that everyone everyone's heard of reclaimed audio like it's a podcast that hasn't existed for what two a year and a half two years now like but you know because we remember it we're like mm. oh yeah that's still current and relevant and actually it's not and there's a bunch of people that we can kind of a introduce to to things that we think of as as standard but also that are introducing us to completely new things as well um and that's what i i like that's what i find exciting is the fact that it it means it's constantly fresh it's constantly like with an, an influx of new people there's constantly things changing like i i um i'm really bad at promoting the podcast mm -hmm. but this year was so good because i was able to promote the facebook group and say to people mm -hmm. like actually genuinely it's the only reason i'm i'm on facebook, on facebook is, yeah mm -hmm. is for for our group um yes. And like I was buy like, things on Marketplace and I go into our group. That's yeah. it. I look for old tires on Marketplace. And... That's it. Um, but yeah, like there, there was um, there was someone who's a uh, a model maker, prop maker, um, prosthetic. Uh, what's the fucking word? Like makeup artist, but the prosthetics for makeup thing. Um, anyway, yeah, they they make all of that sort of stuff and. Um, and I got chatting to them because they did a uh, have a go session at the Forge, and um, and it was great because I was able to say to them like, "Oh, have you met Caro? Do you know who she is?" Blah blah blah, and like getting to be excited and talk about that, and then kind of say, "Well, actually, you know, if there's a bunch of other people in the group that are into this, that, and the other, join join the group. It's a really like it's a nice place to be, and like being able to be kind of." proud of that little corner of the internet that that um that everyone's carved out and kind of say like actually yeah join it it's it's great and not feeling like an asshole for promoting it um because it's it's a genuinely nice thing to or 
nice place to be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like that, that was really nice. Um, and yeah, just like, just generally getting to, there was, um, there was another, uh, group of, of people that I got chatting to and, um, they were, I don't want to like jump to conclusions, but I think they were like 20 ish. Um, and they were just like the loveliest, sweetest people ever. And they, they go to a lot of conventions and stuff, mostly like comic cons and things, but they, um, they got into that. And I think it was through like the prop making community that they got into it. They found out about it and they were like, yeah, it's another convention. We're going to go. And they, they were kind of going it to it more as it was a convention to go to rather than anything else. And yeah, I spent most of Saturday just chatting to them and I got a friendship bracelet off of one of them that to be fair, doesn't actually fit around my wrist. I've got to extend it, but like, <laughs> that's, how fucking cool is that? That made my it's fucking adorable. weekend. And yeah, like it, it is, it's really nice seeing that there are, like you say, fresh people coming in and it's not just a bunch of 40, 50 year old dudes with beards. Like it's, it's a mixed community. So, I mean, even, even some of the, quite literal stuff like the make a Jenga where it was like yes you know everybody bring a block um I had very much faith in it happening and people bringing blocks what I wasn't prepared for were people I'd never met or even mm-hmm. knew or heard of bringing blocks and going oh I've got a block for the make a Jenga it's like how did you find out about the make a Jenga <laughs> um and and the the variety of them and just the 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 insane imagination of people um and the lethalness of some of them as well yeah how many blocks do you think you ended up having uh 60 maybe so we, we, we had we had a table of display blocks while we had the ones that we were actually using for the game as well nice yeah no, it, was, it was incredible um so we're we're discussing whether to do it again next year or whether to do uh make a kaplunk or make a mousetrap or make a <laughs> something else that's make a mousetrap would be fantastic but you have to be the man on the diving board <laughs> yeah as i say like the 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 whole kind of uh mouse tra- giant mouse trap idea i did quite enjoy i mean you could just do the whole of the nec as yeah like, as a giant mouse yeah. trap. all the way around with all the stars getting involved but i must admit that was one thing that i i don't want to say dislike but one thing i wish uh with mc is that i've got the opportunity to have like half a day off um from the, the stand uh and actually get out and see and get involved in some of the other stuff because there was loads of stuff going on like i really wanted to have a go at so many of the make with makers um mm-hmm. things like and i wanted to go over and i wanted to see um the maker jenga i wanted to set fire to the robot wars area because it was so <laughs> fucking <was>. noisy <laughs> um and it was always when i was in the middle of like a demonstration or telling people something like and they just start off like, ah, fuck, I can't shout over this. Um, but like, there's so much going on. And it it's really nice kind of having a, a stand where people can come and, and find us. Um, and like, obviously, that's like, just having a stand is a really good way of um, initiating conversation. Um, and I don't think I would have spoken to even a quarter of many people, or new people, as I did um at the stand but i just want to be able to go out and and see the rest of what's going on because like the only the only time i got to see most of the stands was before they started and after it finished mm-hmm. and like but, like i got to see a couple of them only when they were being set up i don't even know what was in there um 
so that was kind of a bit of a shame um but then like i say it being on a stand is such a good thing because you get that um that interaction with people that you wouldn't normally um perhaps get involved with um Mm -hmm. i don't know if you found that at all i mean the 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 because you did get to go you no, did I, get I, to go around I, quite a lot you went from there to there yeah, yeah, and back, back again <laughs> yeah I didn't, I didn't see the show no. um so i saw all the punters yeah but i didn't see all the people on the stands you know i didn't see what that leatherworking stand was or what that woodworking no. stand or what the, that guy you know um was be there with the pyrography i don't know there was two pyrography stands there next to each other. Really? Yeah, and I was like, this I didn't even see that. Yeah, like, you know, it would have been lovely to go and see that, but I just, yeah, yeah. Generally, didn't stop all weekend. No, um, I didn't even get to see Tim doing his painting a bit of oil on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the, the only time I did go around was in a suit of armor where I physically couldn't see anything. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Fuck. That was. So, yeah, like... Yes, I did walk around the, the the show, but I could I could only see through a tiny slit in some yeah. uh, aluminium. So you have no idea how much joy that brought to me, <laughs> getting to see you walking around in that because it looked so fucking good, man. <laughs> oh, it was it was the noise more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like this clunking metal around. Because um, I think I guess people just looked at it and assumed it was like foam or something. Or, yeah, you know. But um, but no, it it honestly like. Getting to see that come around, and there was, but that's the thing is that, like, I think the more, um, like n- now that it's hopefully back for good, I think the more, um, that no, the, the bigger it gets and the more it grows and the more people get involved with it, I'm kind of hoping we get to see a bit more of that, not just like random cosplay, although I do kind of hope that there is a bunch of random cosplay. Well, well, Red Red was like basically next year we need to do co- actual cosplay and get yeah. people doing it because. It, Surely they're the people that should be. I mean, there was a cosplay yeah. stand with like latex masks. Yeah, no one was dressed up and no one was doing like a walk around. It's like, what have you exactly. got them for? The only, guy, yeah. the only guys that did was the Ghostbusters guys. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like, so you know, you get more kind of cosplay people um, coming along and doing because, like, I will fully admit that the cosplay world is something that I kind of like. I teeter on the edge of, and <laughs> I would fucking love to. Um, to spend a, a week just I say a week, a month making a really fucking cool costume because <laughs> mm-hmm. they like there's so many cool techniques and things that go, can go into it. And like, you know, whether it's you know you're 3D printing a an Iron Man suit or you know you're using that weird heat foam and making a thing and yeah, like this just it's so fucking cool. And like the paint techniques and everything that go into it. And like I I genuinely hope that we get more of that at the next one but also like people going around on like because there was one person going around on a lego uh go-kart i think yeah um but yeah like Missed i hope opportunity for lego lego kart yeah the same <laughs> but, but like french I, kart <laughs> but i hope that there's more things like that where people like are bringing not necessarily big things like the hulkbuster but like just yeah. things that they can go around with and it not necessarily be like, oh, I'm on a stand, therefore I'm bringing a thing. Just, I've made this thing that's really cool and I'm going to take it to make a central and I'm going to ride around on it or walk around on it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so if if people are not following Matt, um, his Instagram is Mantis Robot and he, he basically makes massive, and he's been building this thing for years. Um, and obviously he, he had this go-kart ready for like 
two years ago when Maker Central was yeah. supposed to happen. Uh, and I was really looking forward to seeing it because he, he, he just he 3D prints every part and it's just like giant Lego. But also the different like materials. So like he 3D prints the tires in Ninja Flex so they're flexible and have grip. Um, oh, but it's you know awesome. it's, it's fully functional and all literally all Lego. Um, yeah. So his his account also has amazing other stuff that he's built. Yeah, yeah. I think he actually made. Um, I don't know if you remember. In I think it was the first year, there was like a giant mechanical kind of spider robot thing right at the end. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. that as well. No fucking way. Yeah, so it's not just Lego he's into, but the guy. Yeah, the guy's. Um, that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's that's a follow. Because <laughs> I know the guys from um, uh, Nerdforge were there as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which genuinely, I. Someone had said that they were there, and I was like, I have no idea what they like because I, I just had a brain fart. The girl with the like. purple hair. And that was the thing. <laughs> that at one point, I just saw this really bright pink hair over there. I was like, that's them. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to uh, to speak to them either. But like, I fucking love their stuff, and I, I'm surprised that they didn't have kind of like a an area. Oh, maybe that's an idea. Maybe do like a. Uh, almost like a show and tell sort of thing where there's just mm-hmm. a space set aside Ooh. where people can bring projects and show them. I like it. Ooh, I should message Nick. It is very um, cool. Cause I don't think uh, what I was going to impart on the situation is I have done cosplay a couple of times and attended some events in my younger days. And I, I would say there's a lot of similar similarities in the crossover, right? It yeah. just so happens that it's so nerd and, and geek culture focused that, no one's going there to talk about what their hammer that they forged looks like as compared to another yeah. person's, right? Where you're just chatting about techniques and you appreciate each other's craft. When you go to these events, the age range was massive and it was just people passionate about not only the costume they created and how they did it and if they were proud of the mechanics of it or the, if there was Raspberry Pi computerizations and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It was all appreciated by the subculture of these people that liked dressing up as something yeah. that they were also a huge fan of. So you get a double whammy. You could right. go and meet somebody right. that had just a t-shirt, like a full fly t-shirt. If yeah. somebody showed up in a full fly t-shirt, but Al's dressed as Jane, the crossovers <laughs> firefly. Yeah. And even though both didn't create a costume, it, it, you know, the passion still lies there. So, Maybe it is somebody like Nerdforge that can end up being the kind of the linchpin between those two things, right? The making world that we know of and have interacted with in the last few years is really like there's still that line between what is DIY versus what is maker, what's crafts versus high end, you know, art, whatever. The jumbly mess that is like, what is the maker community? Technically, it should be everybody. And if you open up, the nerd culture, not only is there a huge potential for the community to grow outwards and bring all these new people in that probably don't know about this making community, but, you know, all respect due to somebody like uh, Jim and Bob and those guys that were there at the beginning that have a ton of skills and can make these things either large scale, impractical or very practical and, and tool oriented. I'm sure that you can find the crossover much like I had that I still keep up with the cosplay culture because I think there's enough skill and craft from that that could be imparted in like, oh, but what if you just made that out of steel instead of foam? (laughs) Yeah, but not even that, like literally just making the the cosplays themselves. Because I think Bob even did a 
I can't remember whether he did the full video on it. He's got the stormtrooper. Yeah, like he's done cosplay stuff before, and like yeah. uh, if you if you follow um, many cosplayers, like there there are guys out there that are doing videos on like this is how I made this this costume, and like mm -hmm. step by steps. There's um, there's a couple that I follow where you know if you if you follow them on Instagram, it's most of their stories are just like here's me making a giant Charizard costume. This is how it works. <laughs> this is the things that went wrong with it. This is why I used this material, and then I tried using this one, and it fucked up. And this is why. Um, mm -hmm. So it's there. There are huge parallels there, um, and I definitely think it's it's something that it would only require uh, someone like Nick to say to some of the big cosplayers, like, "Look, do you fancy coming along mm -hmm. and promoting it as well?" Because let's say there is that massive crossover. It's it's a creative hobby, and mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what making is. Make, like the making community is about having a, a hobby that is creative. Um, yeah. And if, if you remember us, stuff. exactly, if you remember our conversation with Colin, uh, when we were lucky enough to have him on, he had just oh, yeah. finished the Assassin's Creed, yeah. like hidden bow, um, whatever that was called. The, what is it called when you throw the rope up and then you can climb the rope? Grapple hook. Grappling hook. Yes. Yeah, so it was like a hidden grappling hook. And I was talking about trying to solve that problem with the Ocarina of Time hook shot. It's like... Mm infamous item that you get in the game that is physics wise it doesn't make sense how the thing would function yeah it's like oh man i wish somebody could solve that i i wonder if you could get somebody super mechanically minded uh you know somebody on the engineering level or or the machining level that really understands internal components of things and then stick them with a cosplayer and go how do you guys make this thing a reality because maybe yeah. the cosplay person knows the aesthetics or, or how, I don't know. Well, maybe there's, there's just more what, um, like lore imparted on the, on the final yeah. build. Cause that's what, uh, uh, Hacksmith did, wasn't it? Cause he did a, yes. a grappling hook for, I think it was like a Batman version. Um, and he yeah. like tried to condense it down as small as he could so that he could then incorporate it into the thing. And, uh, but didn't fucking... he have a backpack still? No, it was it was uh was it contained? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he had um, a I thought he had like a backpack on too. No, I think it's I think it was just like a, a it basically made his arm look a bit big, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was just that. Um because mm -hmm. you obviously have to have the spool on it. Um mm -hmm. and uh Adam Savage did the Iron Man suit with the uh fuck, what was it? The 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 flying suit thing. Like I think yeah. the company's called Gravity or something. Um but yeah, so there's, there's, I think there's already like loads of crossover. It's just making the kind of, I guess, the cosplay, cosplay community aware of the fact that Make Essential would also be a good place. Because there was a one of my favorite um, uh, people in the cosplaying community, there's a guy that every time he goes to a convention, um, he he has a, like, basically, he's just a a mobile repair shop for oh yeah cosplayers. i remember and he's got a big guy. flag on his backpack that sticks up saying like cosplay yeah. repair. and um yeah You're he like just has like guns and stuff just got yeah. like large cement yeah like, like just like battery powered glue guns and fucking sewing kits <laughs> and all sorts just like all stacked up and um like getting someone like that to come to make a central would be fucking amazing <laughs> it'd be well uh like loved um but yeah like i, I I don't know. I'm just I, I get really excited at the prospect of getting all well, of these people together in no, space. I 100% agree with that, and I, I really appreciate that Al took 
um, Full Metal to the show. I feel like maybe it's just the event experience that I've had up to this point where I feel like Maker Central would be a really great starter if if they were going to be the first one to accept this more like cosplay nerd culture stuff into it it could open the floodgates over there i still think there's enough of a separation in the states where things like comic-con exist and you know they exist in multiple states but very rarely do you go to a comic-con or dragon con or any of these other nerd culture uh, conventions and get any sense of the actual making right that save maybe the repairman you don't go as far as i know you don't necessarily go and get a a blacksmith over in the corner you know to where you could go i know you make your foam armor and it's super cool but here's a here's a possible hobby that could open up to you and then you could have your convention armor and because you can't usually allow steel into these convention halls but Maybe you could make that little connection with all of these people and say, a hot glue gun is a welder, you know, it's yeah. just different material and start creating a broader sense of what that means to do making as a whole. Yeah. So I just want to, you just remind me of a quick question, Al, at any point, did you have to go through the weird metal detector thing as you walk into the NEC? Yes. Do you know what that they were to, what they were trying to detect with that? Because no I, walked, I walked through with a literal axe in my yeah. backpack sticking out the top and didn't even question yeah. it. I, I just took like, an entire tool bag through it, it didn't go off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Um but yeah, no, I th- I think you're right, Brett. Like I, I think I think there is already um a huge crossover between like it's and I think maybe with like Maker Fair and stuff like that, it's a bit more prevalent. Um I think Maker Fair of... was trying. I think yeah. I think they were trying because the you know there there is I think certain aspects of uh, the maker community and nerd culture do massively cross over, especially with things like three D printing. I think three D printing is is a huge one for that crossover because it 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 sits in both worlds. Like three D mm-hmm. printing gets used a lot in in the cosplay community and obviously in in maker community as well. Mm-hmm. And I think there is. Um, there are already going to be a bunch of people that will go to both. It's just kind of um, giving people the impression that actually you can go to a maker thing with your cosplay stuff, the same as you can go to a, a cosplay thing or a, a Comic-Con with kind of your, your maker credentials, as it were. Like, I remember there was a couple of people that came up and I was chatting and we were talking about conventions. And um, and they asked what the first ever convention I went, went to was, meaning like a maker thing. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's Comic-Con. And like then getting really excited because they were like, "Wait, you're but but you're a blacksmith and you're a you're a maker like you're you're a big burly adult man. What were you doing at Comic Con?" I was like, "Fucking ace, that's why I'm a fucking child." And um, and kind of like that um, subversion of of uh, preconceptions of who people are. And I think that's again that's one of the great things I love about the the maker community is the fact that you, know, you don't have to be a big burly guy to move metal you don't have to be a dithery old woman to do fucking knitting and crochet you can be the size of fucking terrier and still be like i'm gonna do some crochet and like nobody you gives just a shit described your boss yeah, pretty much <laughs> like there is no um there's no 
boundaries to what you can do within the community and that's what i love and that's one of the things that i i kind of felt was kind of reinforced this weekend by the the mix and the type of people that were there is the fact that it was just everyone and everyone was allowed to have a go at everything and like i i know i've banged on about it multiple times but like the being able to point out to people like yes me joe and jimmy aren't exactly the the best examples of it but you don't have to be a big muscly dude to to do blacksmithing like there are plenty of examples of people that aren't like brasmus for example um and being I'm, I'm glad you got that one uh but being able to like show people that like, there are doesn't matter who you are what your background is or anything like there is something in this community for you and you can do any part of it that you wish um mm -hmm. breaking down those those barriers and and saying to people you know what you can do what you want because you're spiffing Alphonse, do you have an order? Yes, it's spa. Spa, which means I am going to go first, uh, which is unfortunate because I've not actually got the guy's uh, profile up yet. Perfect. But if I type it there, it comes up because I was, I've been searching his profile a lot to show people because I'm genuinely really impressed with it. Um, so uh, as much as I've been talking about how wonderful it is to see lots of other like creators and things that I wouldn't normally um, uh, get in touch with. I'm going to spiff a knife maker because he's fucking ace, basically. Um, so I can't actually remember the guy's name, but he runs uh, Sweet Shop Forge. Um, so Sweet Shop as opposed to Sweatshop. Um, but he's using, uh, much like Woby Designs, uh, using old skateboard decks laminated for knife handles and stuff um and the knives that he's making with them just look beautiful like the, his uh his instagram has four posts on it and i've bollocked him at, several times telling him he needs to post more um because the knives that he showed me in person were fucking incredible i want to um, say he's called Aji yeah maybe uh he's got another thing i'm gonna open that up yeah actually yeah that looks right um and he's just he's a fucking dude like he's a he's a skater he's he's got a bit of a northern accent because he's from manchester and he kind of reminds me if you had honor and took out all of the dickhead shit <laughs> that would be edgy like he's just he's fucking sound um like super nice guy, really, really friendly, really chatty. Um, and the the knives that I saw at the weekend were fucking good. Like just like the finish on them was brilliant. The they were really well made. Like the forging was spot on as well. Um, and the the actual handle like material, just super nice. It's again, it's it's a cross between like the stuff that Woby's doing and uh, the stuff that Michael Alm does with um, plywood, like that kind of like, yeah, it just, just looks fucking ace. So go and check him out. Um, give him some shit. Tell him to post more. Um, and yeah, just uh, 
Just go do, go do that. Mm-hmm. He's lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's Sweet Shop Forge, um, which nice. is in the shows now. Uh, what was the order? Spa or Spa? Saab. Spa. 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 Uh, which means, Brett, you are next. That's me. So it's been, what, two weeks since they've recorded? And amidst all of this work and just feeling a bit buried in odds and ends, too many things, want to do them all, not enough time in the day, the typical for all of us. Um, I had a couple of really good talks with our old friend Alex, who's been on the podcast a while ago, and also Chris Cash, who has been on our podcast even more of a while ago, twice in a row. They were just really good chats. I am reminded by how good both of those people are and no detail needed. They're just good people. I'm sure everyone's following Chris at this point. If you're not, you fucking should be. And Alex actually has a surprise for anybody listening, an Instagram account. So if you want to go follow, it's not like he's posting a ton. He has a very time intensive job. Uh, because he owns a company, but on the weekends he's he's actually making things pretty often, and he just makes nice. a beautiful bench for his sister, and he's got a nice little workshop in his garage out back. So I'm following Alex on there because he's a buddy of mine, but also he's got the brain of an IT engineer and networking designer. So just like put that in front of tools and furniture and see what happens. Got a lot of really cool approaches to things and maybe they'll show us more. But I'll his, put... his, his, his Instagram account is like giant oak table, Star Wars pumpkin, roast chicken. <laughs> it's basically my, <laughs> it's basically my Instagram account. Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what he's done so far? Glass Brilliant. of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, that is Alex in a nutshell. And honestly... He's just, he's been a buddy of mine for so long. And, you know, we started making a couple of things together when I lived in New York City, uh, just a few blocks down from Alex before I even got into the maker community. We were making a few things in their tiny little backyard with very limited tools. And it's just, I think it's just going to continue to grow with him. So it's really nice to see as we're talking about this like community pushing out or what's considered a maker. Alex isn't necessarily stepping into social media as a platform for him to start another business, but he knows that, you know, you share things, you get some thoughts and feelings from other people, just kind of this cyclical motivation and and you all get to appreciate just the, the aspects of being part of the community or just a maker in general, which either way, good. Um, And actually, because you've, uh, you shout out Chris Cash. um, Don't do it again. I just like, I'd just like to say how fucking wonderful and humbling it was that uh, the amount of comments I got from people uh, this weekend that were like, holy shit, dude, you've lost a load of weight. And like, yeah, you look really good and all this. Because uh, I, I, I have actually um, dropped a few pounds. But i just like to put that in uh, comparison to Roy on the Axon Island podcast the other day being like, Steve's a fucking big dude. And he can fucking eat. So, fuck you, Roy. Um, thank you, everyone else. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you think Roy actually listens to this? Of course he does. He's, <laughs> oh, no, he's too me. busy. He only got 300 people that he follows. Yeah, I was, I'm just going to uh, clip this bit out. and just. In fact, I'm just going to send him a voice note telling him to fuck off. Um, Works all yeah. the same. 
Uh, I was going to say Brett. It's not Brett. It's Al. Al, who would you like to spare? If you've ever wondered what a stethoscope looks like with a butt on it, you need to follow Brian Cook art because his Instagram account is butts on things. <laughs> so the cat in the hat hat with a butt on it or uh, a curling think, stone with a butt on it. <laughs> I think I have looked at this before. It's just lots of everyday things with butts on yes, it. Yes. And it's great. I have. I can't remember. Maybe it was you that showed it to me. So Brian Cook art, all one word, no E. Yeah. It's butts on things. It's fucking just... brilliant. <laughs> you, you ever wonder what a cactus looks like yep. made of butts a Christmas tree with a butt is there's things that already totally. have butts that he then puts butts on <laughs> yeah this is pretty fantastic it's the, the Batman signal the bat signal <laughs> with a butt fuck's sakes um, yeah good shout <laughs> unrelated uh, right glorious uh, is there any other business from either of you no uh i have one little bit which is um for those of you that enjoy the work of mr pratchett um the new versions of the audiobooks are out i think it's only the witches series that's out so far um i have already been listening to the first one because i did i didn't really get into the witches when i was listening to the other the older versions um but yeah, they're out, and I've I've been listening to them, and they're good. Um, if, we're so... talking, if we're talking books, uh, the Sandman on Audible is read by Michael Sheen, and he's great. Ooh. And and he does basically every voice in the show, but each one's different. It's really funny. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I might have to listen to that. Uh, is it is that the Sandman? Is in like the graphic novel? Yeah, the Neil Gaiman Sandman, but it's been like novelized. He's not just reading yeah. a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of figured that. Bit. <laughs> um, That's fucking cool. I might have to. Oh, I might have to listen to that. Um. Good shout. Uh, yeah. Um, what's the next? Oh, yeah. So if you want I. So when we were doing the fucking uh, demos, I genuinely, uh, we had, it, it was weird because normally we have like the audiences in front of us and that's it. But because of where we were positioned this time, there was like 360 people around us. Yes, and, right um, in the back, yeah. Yeah, it, it was really weird because I kept talking, being like, there's people stood behind me. I'll turn around and show you as well. Uh, but like three or four times over the, the course of the weekend, my brain just did a reset and I just stopped mid-sentence. Didn't know where I was, what I was doing, <laughs> nothing. One of those times was during the demo that we did. So I'm there like talking and everything. And then just went, um, I I don't know what I was saying. What was I saying? Someone help. And so if you want to find us, you can find us on all the usual social media Joe just places. looked around at me and just kind of went, we were talking about tapers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So back into it. I was uh, really hoping yes. you were going to say you, you did a Fools with Tools outro, <laughs> like, accidentally. Uh, no, I should have done that. Um, but yes, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Hack Shack. Wonderful. Uh, and if you want to find us as a group, FWT Podcast or Fools with Tools, uh, check out the Instagram because most of the thumbnails are on there. I think I missed one. Uh, uh, or check out the Facebook group. It's the only reason to be on Facebook other than buying old tires. Um, so yeah, that's it. Until next week, um, we'll go 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 have fun go meet some new people go meet some old friends i don't fucking care just 
hug someone, even if it's a cat. I don't care. Love you. Bye. Large herbivorous uh, mammals, similar in shape to a pig with a short prehensile nose trunk. Uh, they inhabit jungle and forest regions of South and Central America, uh, with one species inhabiting Southeast Asia. That, my friend, is real taper. Just talking about tapers. Uh, Callback. 